If you don't know where you are going, every road will lead to nowhere. Henry Kissinger, welcome to Flourish. I'm Diane Plantinan, and you're in the right place if you're ready to create inspired life. And we do so by working on our own personal development. So we can be strong role models for those we love and mentor and strong for our own personal well-being. Today, we continue our journey through the best-selling book called The Source, written by Dr. Tara Swart. And this is the science behind hmm, what sometimes people think is mysticism. No longer. Science and spirituality have finally met. And I love this book because it's real. And she talks in this chapter about visualizing. So let's get started. The language of self-belief and achievement is rich with visual metaphors. We dream of doing something great, or we see something happening in our mind's eye. This is the language we use more when we are in touch with all our senses and comfortable with daydreaming and mind-wandering, rather than focusing on rational thought and concrete examples only. Visualization works because there is a surprising little difference to the brain between experiencing an event in the outside world and a strong imagined vision of the same event. And if you don't believe that, just think about what you dream about at night, what you see while you're dreaming and what you're experiencing and what you're feeling, what you're sensing. And do you feel like you're falling? That is the exact same thing that she is talking about, about dreaming, but while you're awake, take control of your life, right? She goes on to say, by creating a mental image of things we want to achieve, and furthermore, by matching visualizations with simulated physical sensations, we improve the brain-body connection in relation to this activity. The brain registers this at a deep level and is more likely to make a positive connection to a trigger or event related to this in real life. Visualizing our ideal future primes brain to recognize aspects of it in our daily actions and interactions, see opportunities that will help us and be attracted towards them. And that goes back both ways. When you're thinking lack, you attract it. When you're thinking abundance, you attract it. And that's why we talked about, and I'm really glad she started this book with the law of attraction in the first chapter. So if you didn't listen to that episode, I encourage you to go back and I will share a link in the show notes as well. But pose a question to yourself before bed. What are you dreaming about? Pose a question to yourself to solve a problem and let it digest in your mind. And you might see something along the way that has made you more aware of it. That is the power of visualization. She has this exercise she does with people. When I use visualization with people in order to prepare for a single event, such as attending a job interview, giving a speech, or winning a competition, they will imagine every aspect of that event in their mind's eyes what they're wearing, all the way down to their shoes, who they are with, seeing that sea of faces, where they are playing out the scenario in full and ending it with a positive result. 
If people have been to the venue before, they can picture themselves there. If not, they can Google it or just try and <laughs> pop in, just pop in before the event so it's familiar to the brain. That is a funny one because, you know, as much as you can prepare ahead of time, and I love that idea because athletes do this all the time and nobody thinks twice about it. They see themselves making the shot, putt, the kick, the goal, skiing, whatever it is, right? So you can do this and apply it to your own personal life, your own business life. You don't have to be an athlete in order to do so, but it works. And that's a powerful thing. I'm just going to give you a little for instance, though. Be super prepared for a job interview. I had an appointment one time, and I knew where I was going. I knew what I was wearing. I knew what I was presenting for the job interview because I asked to do a presentation on, on, on the topic. So I was fully prepared. I didn't know what the office looked like, but you know what a meeting room looks like, right? <laughs> well, this uh, job interview got a little crazy. They had every employee join in to see if I was a good fit for the company. I think that's a little extreme, but I'm just saying preparation, visualization really works because if I hadn't been prepared, having 30 versus two people in the room at that time would have really thrown me off. I, I really think I would have been a lot more nervous. Then she goes on to say, while this form of visualization for a single event can certainly be useful for tackling single high stakes event, in this book, we will take the power of visualization to the next level, using it to build a long-term vision for your life and exploring the neuroscience behind it. That's the game changer here. Visualization to create your future. It helps us to channel the law of attraction and to act from a perspective of abundance and optimism. It works by raising our awareness, directing focus attention to the things we want most in life, and overcoming the brain's desire to protect itself from new or difficult situations. It is also tied to two particular capabilities of the brain abstraction and sensory integration. <laughs> yeah, it can be a slog. It can be painful. I'm going to grant you that. Abstract thinking is when we ask, what if, when faced with a situation, and whether we can break down problems into bite-sized chunks to work out how to solve them in new ways. It allows us to identify patterns in behavior and amend our responses to develop new ways forward and to imagine the yet to come. For example, our future dream vacation where it is, what we are doing, who we are with. There are multiple and complex networks in the brain, the bookends being the default and control networks. The brain's default network is what enables us to think in an abstract way, which is the perfect counterbalance to that can't-see-the-forest-for-the-trees feelings we all get when we're mired or thinking logically and functionally about our day-to-day -day tasks or living under stress. Activities like aimless lounging around, daydreaming, puttering, and reading for pleasure rather than purpose all activate the default network in the brain. When this network flourishes, 
Inspiration is more likely to strike and we are better able to free associate and harness our emotional intelligence and intuition. But, she says, our logical brain is used to being always on. The counterbalance to the default network we just mentioned is the brain's control network, a series of pathways that govern our task, focus, and analytical thinking. So it makes intuitive sense that when you're trying to give this network a break and let your brain relax, free association and access those blue sky moments we all crave, you need to help switch off the control network. Switch off the control network. And, you know, I hear a lot of people who do exactly that. And it can be as simple as when you're in the shower. You're not really thinking. You're just being. When you're taking the dog for a walk, there's a lot of calm moments that can help you think about your lifestyle, what that is. And integrate that or do it more so in order to help your brain. She says one of the best ways here to do this uh, control network switch off is visualization. It's a great way of turning away from logical dominance and accessing a more abstract and flexible way of thinking. And she says use all of your senses. The brain creates what we see as reality through the massive amounts of data it receives through all of our senses from the outside world. Then we use abstraction as the information triggers particular memories to create connections between these sensory triggers and past events that we recall experiencing. We all have the power to prime ourselves for success by using our senses to connect to memories of abundance, opportunity, or fulfilling relationships. And she says, smell is usually the strongest stimulator of a memory, fond or disgusting, but all the senses interact with memories in a similar way. And, you know, I recently listened to one of her podcast episodes where she was talking about all the senses. And there was a study done about people who attended a conference to see once they shake hands with another person, like let's say you're in the audience and whoever's speaking, it says, stand up and shake hands with a person to your left. Within minutes, she said, <laughs> you will inadvertently, unconsciously actually smell your hands, smell your fingers. I'm going to pay attention to that one. I thought that was kind of fascinating. Though so we go on to say that um, when you're doing exercises to visualize, to recall when you're happy moments, the feeling where you are, take, pay attention to the positive view and the negative view. Any meaningful personal development starts with a raised awareness of yourself and improving your awareness she says you know pay attention to the physical the mental emotional and spiritual environment you are in 
what your body feels like, the mental is how going on in your thoughts, emotional is how you're feeling, and spiritual is how you feel deep down. She goes on to say, if I find it too difficult to change my thought patterns after working through those four items to regulate her emotions or lift her spirits, she says, I know I can at least lift my chin, put my shoulders back, make good eye contact, and smile at people. Act as if it's impossible to fail. Act as if how you want to be perceived. And the physiology, the, the whole body changing movement will change how you feel. Action wins the race here. So head held high, chin up, smile. Do you feel better? Keep trying. I know it helps me. I love that. Aim to adopt an attitude of positive encouragement towards yourself at all times. Praise activates the emotional circuitry associated with love, trust, and joy. Self-criticism and negativity, on the flip side, activate the survival circuitry associated with emotions such as fear, anger, disgust, shame, and sadness. This biases our perspective towards scarcity. It makes it more likely we will remain frozen in the status quo rather than take any risks that may lead to further punishment. Praise activates the emotional circuitry. It's excitement, which correlates to the bonding hormone oxytocin, making us feel warm towards ourselves and others. As a result, when we're in the habit of thinking in this way, we're more likely to act on the basis of abundance and feel that no one else's success diminishes our own. And no one else's success should diminish your own success because comparison is the thief of joy. Not everybody is destined in this universe to be the same. Not one of us is the same. Every single person's DNA and fingerprints are different. That's why you're always encouraged to really focus on what you love to do, what you're really good at, some people call it their passion. And I know you have a day job and you have to pay the bills and you have to feed the kids and you have to do this, that, and the other thing. But take a little bit of time for yourself each day to work on what feeds you. This podcast is what feeds my soul. It's not my full-time job. Hey, you're on YouTube. It's free, right? <laughs> One day I would like it to be but it feeds me so I can keep moving forward and I can keep helping others paying it forward by simply recording great book reviews for you to help you move forward with your dreams. Do you see how it's all interconnecting? Yeah, I love how that works. So she says, think about a moment time that your brain is effectively reliving previous difficult or happy occasions and how this visualization will be affecting your mindset and decision making. Resolve to put on your positive hat more often and consider ways of making a positive visualization a regular habit. 
And she says, two, three minutes a day. Why not? See, you have time, right? Visualization is not just about re about creating an image of what you want, but also about imagining what it would feel like if you were really in that picture. That takes practice. Everything from the taste in your mouth, the taste of success, the smell around you, the fresh paint of a new home, food-related smells in a certain career, your favorite perfume or special occasion, what you're hearing, applause, congratulations, music, and hugely important, the physical feeling in your body of achieving this. How does happiness or confidence actually feel? Bring your vision into reality. And she's going to talk about this more in the book. And if you want additional information on this, Google the reticular activating system. It will explain in detail what's going on in all of our brains and how we can harness that power. If you're feeling bored, if you don't feel like doing the dishes, on your favorite music. What's your jam? Guess what? If the average song is like three minutes, listen to three songs, you'll be done the dishes. That's amazing. But because your brain is not focusing on the negative and the drudgery of the slog of doing chores, if that's how you feel about it, it can change your mindset. And when you use these superpowers, we did visualization today. And last week was the law of attraction. Next time, we're going to talk about how plastic your brain is and how powerful you are to really control yourself, regardless of your situation. Three minutes a day, do something that feeds your soul and you will live a more inspired life. Well, if you like the show, share it with somebody you know and hey, hit that subscribe button. One day I might get paid. <laughs> I'll see you next week.